What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, gig economy news and interviews, sponsored by Para and ParaWorks. I'm your host, SJ. It's time to get it on. Welcome to Para Presents the Gig Economy, a weekly discussion hosted by myself, Rideshare Rodeo Steve, and David Pickerel, the CEO founder of Para. And um, each week we have different guests. And this week we're going to start by talking about um, some of the favorite gig tools that a lot of us use or that are out there and popular. Um, and we're going to, you know, maybe move into how everybody's year is going a little bit like we've kind of been doing. Um, but I want to first welcome our amazing panelists. Uh, we got Brandon, um, Dashing Grandpa. We have Joe, Let's Play DoorDash. And we have Sarah, Delivering with a Purpose. And all of their channels can be found in the show notes, you guys. So make sure that you check out their channels and uh, see what they got going on, too. And, you know, like a video, check out, too. Subscribe to the channels. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think you'll find that they all have good content and uh, they all we we all cover a huge spectrum of different apps. So um, how are we all feeling about 2023 20, so far? <laughs> I mean, it's a little rough, a little rough. I mean, because some different answers, though. OK, a little a little rough. But Joe, so for those that don't know, Joe has another job. DoorDash is a. Um, what do you about 20 hours a week? Is that about right? Maybe yeah, even. 20 to 30, depending okay. on the, okay. the motivation. So Joe has another a W2, but he also does this and he's saying 20 to 30 hours a week. So yep. you're in a position a little bit better of a position than many people who say their market isn't lit right now because you yeah. already have your steady income coming. Right. For me, it really is just a side hustle. And like we're using this as a stepping stone to help us get debt free right and uh so it's it's extra money that i get by playing the game which is fun to me so it doesn't seem like work to me especially after a long grueling day at my job you know you, your handle is makes more sense to me every month that goes by and with the things these platforms do like Dude, it was funny when i met game. you it was funny when i met you but i, I gotta say let's play doordash now has more meaning than ever <laughs> you know it <laughs> i mean seriously you know it's uh it's like going to vegas you know the house has the advantage so doordash mm -hmm. has the advantage but can you beat them that night <laughs> it is it's like that day you turn on the car and you look today and you'd be like is luck gonna be on my side today are my numbers gonna roll in yeah nope craps <laughs> and so so the market in detroit area is slower it's good or but extremely it's extremely slow right now yeah. I, I don't know if it's so much that it's slow or that it's just oversaturation. I mean, there's so many drivers coming on. 
And well, uh, but know, it was oversaturation before. Right. The holidays during the holidays. Now you got even more saturation, but it's now it's that pinch time when people and it, and it makes sense. We've talked about this. It makes sense. It's after the new year. Yeah. They spent their money. People are trying not to go out. They're trying not to spend as they're trying to cut corners everywhere. And we're in a recession. I mean, it's not it's not right. perfect times right now. So sometimes you got to struggle through. Plus, we have a lot of these gig platforms changing things up, preparing for potential legislation and other things. And um, it just it's I think that a lot of their expenses are now falling as a burden on the drivers even more than ever. Um, you know, Uber used to, I used to joke about all of Uber's VTOL, autonomous, all their departments and how they've sold them off all the time. Um, that that's how they used to kind of do weird things with money. But I'm pretty sure that at this point it's going to start coming out of the drivers more and more. I think we see that, um, you know, I, I, that's just my opinion, but you got to pivot, you got to wiggle. Um, so you got to adapt. Ex exactly. Um, Sarah in your market in Sacramento, you said before the show when we were just chatting, it's it's good. It's so we had an interesting set of circumstances the last 10 days. We've had storms that Northern California hasn't seen in 10 years. Yes. And so on the days that it's safe to be out driving, um, there's a lot of money out there right now, especially with the shop and delivers. Is, yeah. is Sacramento as bad as some of the coastal towns? Yes. Um, so we were formerly known, our, our city motto was formerly the city of trees okay. uh, prior to changing it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> now look. Um, so because of the... She froze. <laughs> we lost her, like, I guess she was about to say they lost all the trees, which, which sucks. Yeah. Somebody Lorexed it. So, <laughs> I can, okay. Sorry okay. There we go. That. There we go. Um, yeah, no. Anyway, so we um, have tons of trees here, and we've had wind up to 70 miles per hour, which is really unheard of. And so, our city has been a mess for the last 10 days with down trees. People have been out of power for four days, five days. Anyway, so that's definitely helped the gig economy immensely. If you know, you're willing to get out there and drive, um, there's been a lot of money to be made. Yeah. And I, and I was, I, I know all about the storm, but I, I wasn't quite putting the timeline together of how long it's been going on now. Cause you're right. I mean, it really, it's been going on for a while, a couple of weeks, right? I mean, like, I remember when Santa Cruz, Cruz was flooding and we were joking about, uh, hey, if it gets too much higher, because that's shark territory, they're going to be downtown. Because Santa Cruz just kind of rolls right into town, Half Moon Bay there. And it's like, if it floods too much more, there could be like tiger sharks right downtown. So... <laughs> Yeah, we have two we have two major rivers, Sacramento River and American River that both run right through Sacramento. So, we've got a lot of interesting circumstances that when <coughs> the weather decides when mother nature decides to kick things up, um yeah. we can have a whole host of of issues. So, but for people like me who, you know, don't mind going to the grocery store, it's been it's been a pretty good 10 days. <laughs> 
So okay, Sac. But so I keep hearing about the areas it's hitting, like Sacramento and, and lots of places. But it is it hitting the whole state? I feel like it's not hitting the northern part that always gets hit with this stuff. Which is like, where I'm from originally. And okay. yes, um, they have had a lot of winds. They had a, actually had a six point three earthquake up there um, right before Christmas. That did a lot of damage. And then um, they were getting what we were getting in Sacramento, but just not as extreme. So Are I'm you... humble. So I'm speaking about humble. Okay. Humble yeah, yeah. 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 So I was thinking of Garberville. And yeah. Eureka, so, so a little bit okay. more north of that. Just, just okay. a touch. But yes. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm very familiar with uh, with Garberville. So, um, so is it affecting it like you're doing? There's a lot of orders. Or are you also getting high pay? right now are you seeing surge are you seeing bonus are you seeing what what i mean is it is it like awesome pay or is it just good so i will say i know this is not the popular but i'm a top dasher i'm in the large order program mm -hmm. and i'm now keeping my ar at 80 instead of 70 and so i'm getting pretty great diamond orders oh is it 80 for the nice. diamond no, it's 70, but okay. the, but the higher you are, it seems in my market that once you change your 70 to 80, which is a color change also in the app, it goes from yellow to green. Something oh. about that green um, acceptance rate just, it seems to really push the diamond orders your way. But I mean, my, I know, I know in, in the experience. app, I was in the app the other day and I was, I was doing a couple just to see what it's like this year and uh, i don't normally do doordash at all in fact i hadn't turned it on in 10 years or 10 months <laughs> and, uh, um, and i was seeing some of the worst orders ever i mean it was just blowing my mind but um so okay so when you're seeing when you're seeing these orders though and you're on diamond and joe has a top dasher too i don't know if he's still doing that but joe's always doing that race at the end of the month to get his yeah. he's one of those guys that's doing the the run for 70 or 80 percent at the end of the month i was until it turned into a situation where you had to keep that ar throughout the i just can't do it around here there's so many long mile no tip orders it's just so hard to keep it even at oh 50 you can't do the you can't go into the month with with top dash or keep it as it goes lower I can, but it only now gives me the ability to dash now. It doesn't give me the priority like it used to. Like oh, it used to okay. be worth sacrificing those three days because yep. you sacrifice those three days and you get priority like you're a 50% or a 70% for the whole month. Now you have to maintain that to do that. And taking the amount of crap orders that come at me to do that, it's just not worth my time. It's not any yep. fun in the game for me. You know, I, I'm out there to, for the big wins and the fun, not to deliver Joe Schmo something for 225, nine miles. Yeah. I saw some some of those, too, where I, I was really confused because I know there's other no-tip tip ones, too, and I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah. Um, Again, so things are really different in California. Our base pay, um, it fluctuates on every single order. So I'm in such a different circumstance than most dashers. Um because of Prop 22, um, not only does our base pay fluctuate based on how many miles we're going to drive and the size of the order on the screen in the offer, but then, of course, there's that what they call a top up 
at the end of the week where yep. if the base pay, you know, hasn't met the minimum wage, then you get even more. So yeah, minimum, I, mean, I minimum, watch Joe minimum, and I watch oh. Kim online and I see your base pay is always two fifty or three dollars. Yeah, it's just not it's not like that in California. Well, wow. so I, I know that you get 120% of minimum wage at, at at the end if in case you didn't hit that, but is the base pay showing higher in the app? A hundred percent. So I'll get I'll just give an example yeah. today. Yeah. Um, I had an order that was eight and a half miles and the base pay was seven fifty. The the total nice. order was eleven uh, was eleven fifty. Okay. So but then you know I'll I'll have orders that are two miles where the base pay will be three dollars. So in California, it's gonna fluctuate on every order just because you know they don't want to have to pay out as much at the end of the week. They kind of parse it out to you within each order if you're driving you know longer miles so sounds about right so um yeah uh brandon i know that you haven't been doing a ton of doordash or it's not your favorite but i know you've been doing a lot of spark yeah. um, and so coming into the new year i know i talked to you enough to know but what coming into the new year with spark what are your thoughts there uh unfortunately i think sparks on a downhill slide yeah, <laughs> and I mean, it's just not me. You can watch on YouTube, and some of the gig tubers are talking about it being good. But you can get on Reddit and read from all over. Yeah, you know, up north, west coast, east coast, it's everywhere. But yeah, they've yeah. just oversaturated it. Ever since they sold out or bought out DDI, yes. everything has been going downhill because now they're just keep adding drivers, but. <clears throat> If you kind of look at it from their perspective, that you know you're gonna you want to pay the least amount to get the orders delivered, yeah. and that's that's just business, and that's the way it's headed. It's just it's gonna be just like DoorDash. You, you know, know, I hear people waiting to get on, you know, excited to get on with Spark, but uh, six months ago, it's been downhill since then. Because I think Here. six months ago, David, David, you can jump in on this one too, but I think six months ago, they were, even for Walmart, they were in that phase like Uber was when it came around in 2014, 15 around the country. Let's oversaturate the, the crap out of this market. And, and to the point where we don't even care how many are on there. But then the holidays hit. And then they brought on even more. And now we're post-holidays and it's like the work's not quite there and there's oversaturation times three on spark is how I look kind of look at it is there's just so many spark drivers and the, until some of them start backing off. And I think it's more like more onboarding instead of backing off. So to me, it's, it, I feel like, you know, all these apps have a honeymoon period. People should have, I mean, I kind of knew when spark came out just cause it's how all of them go. You can't count on that pay forever. It's going to change. They do that high pay to bring you on. David's familiar with that from Para. Um, you know, I mean, uh, or from Uber. I'm sorry. When you're when you were with Uber, that you know, I mean, they're gonna when they're new in a market, or if they don't have enough drivers, that's when surge would go up, or when they would really push for new drivers and great referrals. You know, they don't just want enough drivers; they want ten times too many. And once they get there, that's when obviously the pay drops. 
I think it's sort of like a double whammy, right? I think what you said is like general oversaturation plus the falling of holiday demands. It's going to be really telling. I mean, you know, in a couple of weeks, we'll we'll see where it all shakes out. I mean, yeah. yeah. They, they've done a lot like, you know, back when I, about three years ago when I started doing Grubhub, it was great, but they limited the number of drivers per market. Yeah. And Spark was doing that, or actually DDI was doing that because that's who managed the spark, you know, right. end of it. But now it's just if you can get it delivered for six bucks and people just don't stop and put the math to it, and you're going to average one order an hour on average. You might get two, but on average, you're going to get one order per hour. So, whatever that order is, is how much you're going to make. Yeah. Brandon, are you thinking of like adding other apps into the mix? Is it still mostly Spark or what's? Well, th- you can do that. But the thing of it is, is, you know, like with DoorDash and Uber Eats and everywhere, it's restaurant dependent. I mean, if you go to a restaurant and you have to wait 10 or 15 minutes for an order to be ready, then that's going to throw you off for your pickup time at Walmart. And if you're not there at 20 till, and get loaded and out of there as quick as you can, you're going to miss the next round. It won't count against you to be that much, a little late. You know, you can get there at five or 10 minutes till the hour, but that's going to throw you off for the next hour. Yeah. So you have to be really careful when you're multi-apping. And it can be done because I've done it. It's just, it's not worth it to me to drive five miles to make $6 when I could have just sit there, save my gas and everything else. And at the end of the day, you come out, but if you can consistently get decent orders, but the majority of them are six fifty to $9 orders. So even with an incentive, they're not worth it. But you have, um, but you have, I mean, I know you have DoorDash and you have other apps. So are you using them too? I, I occasionally turn Uber Eats on and DoorDash. I was turning on, but that's because I signed up for that uh, where you could reset your AR and all that. Yeah. yeah. So I was able to dash now, but I'm back to where you can't <laughs> dash now. And it took me a full uh, day before yesterday. I got on there to schedule and it was going to be Friday before I can work one hour with DoorDash. Yeah. So, but I'll, I'll do it just to kind of see. And, and I'm still upside down with them because of their, uh, how they do the pizza hut, you know, you get the cash pay and then, so I owe DoorDash money. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) Um, so Joe, uh, um, or so, uh, I wanted so we we're let's let's talk about some of these uh any and it you know it doesn't have to be like uh you know it doesn't have to be like a para or a hurdler or any or any app like that but any app that you're using that's helping you even in day-to-day life if not gig work um can we get into some of those like i'm gonna i'll share mine out there and if any of you guys have duplicates on these great um but i mean these are just some that you know, if I'm going to pick five, I could probably pick 20 that I've used um, that I think are good. But like, you know, some of the top ones I'm going to put in the five, um, obviously Para and Paraworks is one. But um, Maximo, Solo, Gridwise, Hurdler, Tax Season's coming up. If not Hurdler, a different one. Um, like those are five that I actually enjoy. I think all of them offer 
um, great tools if if they can be optimized in your market. They might, you know, Solo might not be there with the um, with their pay thing yet. Um, so you know, and and you got to look into in your market is that is does Solo work for you? So there's a whole like investigation you need to do on them. But if it does, it's another way to try and make sure that your your income's being optimized. Um, but um, you know, yeah. Joe, I know you use Hurdler too. Yeah, uh, I use Hurdler. It works out great for tracking my miles. And I mean, it keeps log of everywhere I go. So even if I'm, you know, not that there's some lazy dashers out there, but if I forget to track my miles, it'll be there. I can go back in time and go back and put yep. them where they, where they need to go between personal and business. Yep. So I find that handy. I like Gridwise a lot for looking at like when games are getting out and what's going on around the area. It shows, you know, different, you know, festivals that are happening or concerts. Yep. Um, those come in handy. So, yeah. Um, and, and, and also wait, what, before we start going around this, what I'm curious, what I, I also want to know what, uh, na- like what navigation apps everybody uses. Is it Google maps? Is it ways? Is it, um, what do you guys, what's your choice of, uh, if you, if you, if you had the choice every time on every app, Google maps for me, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it comes through pretty good. I've done the ways before and it's got me in trouble. Yeah. Um, the DoorDash I'm just, navigation I'm just used app. To Google Maps, right? I think I'm the same thing as you. I've tried others, but it's like I just I'm used to it. I'm just used to it. Right. Right. I can pull, I, but I can I can say here I can give you an example of something though. I like Google Maps and Google owns Waze. Um Waze works well out here if you're going up into the mountains to go snowboarding, things like that. That's helpful because that gets into real time situation that really helps. Um also they put alerts out if you know the roads are closed quicker and stuff. But um I like Google Maps, but Google Maps, when I'm doing Curry, won't find any of the addresses I'm going to. I have to use Apple Maps. You don't have to, but if you use Apple Maps, they're able to to locate development areas, but the actual house you need, not just the new development area. Yeah. Because these are places that don't have garage doors yet. They're still being built. They're pre-builds, and you know, you're bringing stuff to them. So I, I've I've used Google Maps and ended up on the wrong end of town even. So, I mean, Apple Maps seems to have that, like, already down before it really exists. I don't know. Yeah. So. Um, I did find a, a bonus feature on a different app uh, I use for hunting. It's Onyx Maps. They have a tracking feature, and I accidentally left it on while I was dashing. And when I got home, I looked, and it has a trail of everywhere I went. Like, I could backtrack. So if I were to drop something or had to take an order back, I could actually use it as an accessory for that i thought that was kind of neat well, but it has nothing I, to do with the gig economy <laughs> well no it kind of does i mean because uh, i mean when you're doing your taxes i mean right. taxes are around the corner guys and this is a oh, yeah. time to you know and i in and on that subject we won't dive into it real far but i do want to say that wait until early february even if like you're really gung-ho to file your taxes just wait to make sure you don't get any last minute paperwork from these companies Yep. Um, sometimes these companies are not that great about getting them out. So make on sure that, you've got everything before you. On that note, really good. That's not a question for people. It's like when you do taxes, do you just do the mileage tracking? Do you ever try to do like the expense deduction and compare it instead? Or it's just like you always know mileage is going to be more. Yeah. After the first year back in 2018, when I'd only worked half a year in the gig economy, 
it was way better to use mileage than itemized. Wasn't even oh, yeah. close. Right. And now and now mileage is uh or and now mileage has gone up. More, yeah. I mean mileage was above my now we've gone to the for ride share here. We've gone to like mo, like all markets, we've gone to the um, you know, the straight pay offer. But uh yeah, I mean this is you know, you gotta yeah, I I don't know that I you really you would have to have another business in my mind to need to do itemized. If you're just doing gig yeah. work and that's what you're claiming, I I can't see that the I mean 55 cents a mile before they took away the rate card for rideshare. Yeah. The mileage deductions more than that now. So Right. <laughs> I mean you're making more on your write-off than they're paying you. <laughs> so or, you know, I mean, it's not quite how it actually works out, but it looks weird when you say it that way. With like, I get paid 55 cents, pay. but I write out, you know, 58.5 or whatever it is now. Yeah, I was asking because we had somebody who'd built this tool. I was like, hey, we can help you compare between the two of them. And, like, do you want, you know, would, pair, would it be helpful to have this nice experience for tax season repair users? And I remember thinking, like, I don't think I'm crazy, but everyone I know does miles. I don't know anybody. I just wanted to make sure. I'm like, I don't know a single person who does the expense approach. There, yeah. there are too many variables on the yeah. itemizing. But if but if somebody has like you know a business or they they're a big content creator and they have like multiple streams of income outside of just the gig work itself, it might be worth looking at the other. So don't take it point blank. Or I guess if you're like an Uber black driver and this is the year you replaced your car. Yeah. Right. That's what I was thinking. But there's a there's but there's a trick in that, you guys, too, while we're on this, because and this is important because uh Marissa um uh she uh she does tax, she does taxes, and she um you know I, I which way is it if you're if you do if you if you own a car and you do if you choose the mileage, you can't switch it. Right during the life of the car. So you can't go back and forth or even after five years, you can't change it. Whatever you go with, you got to stick with. So if you choose standard mileage with that car's life, you have to use standard mileage. It's a weird thing. Like you can't the next year go, Oh, I bought a business and another car. So this year I'd rather do this. If you do, you're going to need to sell that other car. It's a weird thing. Um, Or not be writing it off as much. And it's, it's odd, but, um, so, uh, Brandon, I know you, you use uh, Stride, right? Right. Um, just track my miles. And it does the same thing Joe was talking about, though, too. Or if I remember, I used to use it, that where it can, it'll show you everywhere you drove that day. Uh, yeah, probably. The, the plotting <laughs> feature where it follows your car. So when you're done at the end of the day, you can look at the map of your city and you'll see everywhere you went. Yeah. 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 I just mainly just use the mileage. And- occasionally i'll forget to turn it on though so so um but aside from those type apps um sarah i know that uh you really don't use a lot of these apps uh for for help david which other ones do you got in mind i i mean we can jump into these a little bit too but uh and right now i have three or four different mileage ones running mostly because we've had a whole bunch of our users just ask us to build mileage tracking into para yes and i remember it kept asking people like hey does it really matter because there's all these other free apps like does it you know is the convenience that important and i think that every time i've asked 
the Facebook. It was like 80% of the people say, please build it into the app. So I finally, you know, when I've, whenever I start driving, even in my personal life, I have three of the apps being like, hey, do you forget to start tracking? Basically. So right now I have like yeah, a multitude of these apps yelling at me uh, just to try it out. Right. But I think that's the point. I think that's why people are asking you for it too. They're saying that, you know, yes, it is because people are not wanting to run more apps than they need to. So if they're yeah. already using Para, they're looking to get rid of something and do it through the Para app if they can. Yeah, so that's that's in the works right now already. I'm playing around with this other app. This is more of sort of a really random one because the guy had reached out to me, which is an app called like This App Saves Lives. And he has some sort of it looks at you and lets you know how distracted you are when you're driving, but somehow he's managed to strike a bunch of deals with companies where it's like, you know, you, if you drive for a couple hours, not distracted, you get a free Chipotle gift card. If you drive for a while, you get an Amazon gift card and it almost seems to be too good to be true. But, you know, I, uh, been entering a couple of raffles. Like I'm actually, you know, I mean, some of it looks good. I mean, it tells me I'm distracted 30%. I, I'm driving undistracted 30% of the time. So I'm just driving distracted 70% of the time, which Whoa. checks out, right? I mean, I'm out there <laughs> auto decline, smashing all the buttons, having the my, three mileage trackers yell at me. So I'm like, you know, that actually probably makes sense. But yeah. I have yet to have a verdict on that one. But it was one of those where the rewards seem too good to be true. So I want to make sure I can get some of them and it works. And if so, I'm like, hey, people, free, free, free stuff. Right, but let me, right. let me get something first. Free yeah. stuff for being safe, incentive to be safer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, you know, I want to like actually try to claim it and make sure the gift card shows up before I push it to anybody. Basically, so this isn't an app, but this is something I've been talking to a guy, Brett Belent. If any of you guys have ever heard that name, um, I've been talking to this guy for about a year now, and he is a former Navy SEAL. Um, he's been working with some guys in LA on building um, a dash cam where they would pay you for the footage. Have you heard of this, David, at all? I, remember, so, I think you introduced me to him at some point. Way yeah, probably. And so they're getting a lot closer. They've got their prototype models out. But what they're doing is, you know, they're while you're driving around, they're paying you, like you're getting, uh, you know, just little bits of money, but it can grow big for like where you drive, what you're capturing for them on the dash cams. And it's not like they're like spying. They're just trying to get layouts and how many people. And it's almost like, uh, I feel like one day this might replace even the, um, the Google earth car. No, <laughs> I was, no, but I was going to say we're uh, the census. Cause, cause more every year that goes by more people don't take the census. And it's kind of a like, this could actually produce real volume information. You know, like who, how many people are here? How crowded is it at 2 p.m.? What I'll is admit, the street like? I'll admit that stuff is hard, though. I mean, this is random fact. I've worked at a company that tried to do sort of like, hey, can you capture data from a camera on a car and like count the stop signs and count the people? And that right. stuff's really hard. I mean, we were like, hey, there's a cheap dash cam. We literally drove around. I remember we drove around with like our super fancy camera and says, does it work with like a top of the line camera? And it's just the angles and the way it captures, like it's yeah. hard. I, we had this realization where like, if it doesn't work on a $5,000 camera, it's not going to work on your $50 dash cam. Basically. Right, right, right. Uh, this is kind of in that phase too. I think he's, I think this, his setup is near about three, four grand, but, um, but they don't charge you for it because they're only working with certain people, but it's a black box underneath your seat. 
that's doing all the processing, but it goes up to a fair size camera. It's not too big, but it's that big black box under your seat. That's really, it's a bit of a sort of like a side note, but something sort of creepy I'd learned when we were doing that was that, uh, there's a company that has these cameras that scans license plates and they sell the license plate data to like, uh, police forces and other people yes. but they even struck a deal i think with all the police and ambulances saying if you put the cameras in there we'll discount your access to the license plate reading so i remember actually realizing that like you can you know there's a service where i can plug in your license plate and it will tell me the last couple of times you were seen steve and i was like that's super creepy I, I super creepy but I that's and that's and that's one of the actually one of the features that oh, brent is bringing in and he's working with the police but it, i don't it, i don't know if it's so much for monitoring it's like well, how he put it was like they were using an Amber Alert situation. So if a child went missing, they can actually within an hour maybe get to that car instead of maybe never seeing that car again. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's some good use cases, but it just creeped me out. Oh, um, yeah. So, I know. Like I can, they could probably, you know, type in Steve Weiss <laughs> and know exactly where you've been driving around. Right. So, yeah. I feel like a, they're already kind of yeah. everything's getting to the point is tracking us anyway. It's like, Right. But I hear you. It's like, you know, maybe you don't, maybe you're not doing anything wrong and you don't want to be seen somewhere or something. And that's your privacy. That's your right. You know, yeah, but, but if you're in a public place. <laughs> yeah. I think we've all learned that if you're in a public place, people can videotape you. They can do, yeah. anybody can do anything they want these days. You just have yeah. to leave if you don't like it. And there's so. an app out called uh, Stinger, S-T-I-N-G-R is what I was looking at. Um, and it kind of does that. You can use your dash cam video or you can use your phone video and upload it. And like if you record a car wreck or something and places by it, and that would be kind of like using your dash cam. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I mean, like, I mean, obviously let's, let's look, let's look at the para app though. <laughs> I mean, for one, because, I mean, Sarah, like you don't use it, but like, even if you're not, even if you started to, and you're not using it for any other reasons, like it has the auto accept and decline. It has the flagging feature. This might be something of interest to you if you've never heard of it, where you can flag a location and put the notes in that you want. Like, I hate this apartment complex. I can't park. I don't like go, you know, you can put in features that are things that you don't like. (laughs) Is it? Is it? It sounds. With... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, is is Para working with DoorDash now like that or no? Uh, with DoorDash, the connection's still down, but we okay. might, you know, I am going to hint that there might be something. So it's hmm. a reason we've been quiet for a while, but uh, more to come there. But no, so not for DoorDash, but for the others, we still have a bunch of the flagging features there. Okay. I think the one I'm most excited about is actually we have something that's coming out in the next couple of weeks. One is sort of the keep me within this radius or don't bring me to this zip code and the one i've been playing around with is the reject anything that contains the word blank basically so mcdonald's popeyes mcdonald's taco (laughs) bell stuff like that basically so i've been playing around with that it's one of those where i want to make sure like you know you don't accidentally type the letter a and then like everything gets rejected or something like that and you don't even realize what you've done right uh, I still, I still think this the ParaWorks thing needs to go to. Uh, I think the thumbs up thing, like we were talking about when you were like a thumbs up, like I think that needs to happen, man. Because everybody I know about the flagging feature wants a thumbs up, not just down. 
like, hey, great tipper. Mm-hmm. And then the next right. time they get that address, they see great tipper. They're like, oh, nice. Got him. That's <laughs> what I was, I was going to ask David on, on with the Para app. Can you actually put in a physical address and flag them? Uh, so what happens if you can basically say in this order, I didn't like the house I ordered to. So we won't say we won't store like a hey here is the name of the address of the person because we're like hey we want to protect the person's privacy but if once you flag that it's sort of hashed but if you get an order from that address again even on another platform right it'll be like hey like you know you didn't like the fact that their stair was broken or the person yelled at you it'll remind you of that basically right or they don't have a porch light and i tripped and fell or I mean anything like that. Like you can, it's it's like self notes that will keep you away. But also the, some, you know, I'm always surprised because I like I wonder how often people see the same thing again and again. But it seems like a lot of people do actually see the flags, right? Like it's just like you know enough trips yeah. you see the same, you end up going to the same place eventually. Well, like the the main thing about this, what I was asking about for is like was Walmart Spark. There's so many tip baiters out there and a lot of people will keep a spiral and write addresses down. And I think you can do it on Google maps, but I'm not sure, but you can, if there was a way it could be notified of an address before you accepted an order because the tip baiting is bad with Walmart spark. And with Spark, do you know the address when the ping comes in? You do, right? Yeah. Yes. So that, okay, that is that is super helpful. No, we don't have the Spark integration right now. But tip is something I've heard from a lot of folks. Um, yeah, but so but I yeah, think Brandon, to answer your question, on the other apps, the flagging feature does let you do the address. Okay. So you can you that's exactly what you are doing. I no way I don't want to go here. You know. Well, I had a bunch of post-it notes, but it, you can't. <laughs> I mean, you could I'll just put, don't, you could just put don't go here. And then when it came up again, you'd see don't go here and you go, okay. I love, I mean, the reason we built the sort of uh, flagging features because I figured a bunch of people had showed me like in the visor, you'll have like a list of like, and you open the visor and you're like, I'm not going to go here. I remember this, right? Sort of a thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But or like Sarah like, was Sarah, pointing to her head. Yeah, I think Sarah, oh, she's like, 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 I just remember it. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Delta, the really, really good and the really, really bad. Now, some of the stuff in the middle, I don't remember, but. Yeah. Right, but you, would use a, but you would use a feature for the great tippers, right? You would put, oh, amazing tipper. So that the next time that address oh, yeah. comes through, you see your note that says, this address is an amazing tipper. Well, I'd rather I'm not even tip than put a tip in and then take it away. So the no tips. Well, you can wait till you're done and and flag it. So you can make sure they didn't bait you. Yeah. Or wait, could you not? Because with like Uber, you can pull it for an hour. You can still flag later though, right? You have 24 hours to where they can pull the tip back. Right, right. Well, yeah. I think for Uber, it's one or two now though. Not for rideshare, for Uber Eats. Sorry, but. One hour. One hour, yeah. And like DoorDash, you have to call it in, but now you can add to the tip through the app, which is nice, but you have to call in a removal. You know, I've always been a, as much as I bag on DoorDash, I'm a big fan of that. I do think that all the apps should require you to call in because that, I think that tells, that tells people, that makes people not do it. 
Yeah, they just there's don't. legitimate reasons to pull it back, but I have seen very, very few of them. And those people would call, and they should. But it, I think it would stop a lot of the people who just are looking to bait, you know, yeah. just yeah. get you Walmart out there. Corporation reads Reddit, and it's all over Reddit. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Um, Can I ask a question about the flags? Yeah, go. So if you were to put, I'm just going to use the example that you just use with the good tipper. Since on DoorDash, the address doesn't display until you actually accept the order, would you see the flag prior to acceptance or only after? Because I think the way that it's structured, I mean, right now it's down, but the way that DoorDash structures it is the, in, the, the address is sent to your app, even though it's not being shown. Okay. So I guess we're able to still read that. So you can, I think I think what we are starting to bake in, I think the plus and minus is important because we are starting to add to our auto decline, basically saying, Hey, if I flagged this before, please auto decline it. So I guess mm -hmm. we probably want the inverse of that is if I've also put something's good, please auto accept it basically. But uh, yeah, I think that's what we're. I know that I know, you know, Dave, I mean, there's been as many people who love the flagging feature as is, as the ones who want thumbs ups. You know, I mean, it's important, man. It's it's big because you know, I think the flagging feature is amazing. I think it's one of one of my favorite features of Para, uh, to be honest. But um, it's convenient to be able to make a digital note, you know. Yeah, or to even, I I mean, you can flag a restaurant. You know, I hate this place. It's all it takes too long, or there's nowhere to park, or you know, you can. I mean, so you can really like kind of make it your. You know, David always refers to, as we move forward, like a personal dispatch system. And I love that terminology. And uh, I think this fits in with that. That's just another piece of that tool. You know, that's what we all need. We all need a personal dispatch system. We all need something that we tweak out to fit our needs in our markets, because we all know markets are different. And then it just kind of helps guide us, but it's set by us. So it's not AI telling us what to do. It's us telling us in prior notes what to do and things. The good thing you know. about Wichita Falls, we don't have that many restaurants, so. Right, right. But I mean, like, but you could be, like <laughs> yeah, but you could be flagging good, like, you know, people or, you know, people. you know, areas, you, you know, maybe a place you went that you just don't want to go again, like even like an area and then know that like you flag one place, but I don't know. I'm just, I love the idea. I think it can grow and grow and grow. It's yeah. like, is it, um, is there a possibility that once an area is flagged or an address is flagged that other people using the pair platform could see that, Hey, there's a red flag from this address. Yeah. We've been, we've been asked that a lot. And I think sort of, I did a survey and it's like a 50, 50 split. So I'm like half the people are like, please, I want to contribute to the collective and learn from the collective. And I think the other 50% is like, Hey, this is like, you know, my, my secret sauce. Like I'm not going to share my secret sauce basically. So, right. But as far as negative notes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the bad thing about Walmart spark is they have it in their terms of use because that would be considered harvesting and sharing and you yeah. can't do it according to terms of use. Yeah. So we can't share it in a local Facebook group publicly. Right. We can share it amongst each other, right? but not in public. <laughs> right. But, you know, I mean, let's, let's face it. I mean, I, we won't dive too far into this, but we've talked about it before. Rideshare drivers. I know a ton of them around the country. 
talked to a ton of them. Um, about half or more carry a weapon, pepper spray, taser, something of that sort. That's you're not supposed to do that. Doesn't even matter if you live in Texas, which is completely okay to do so in Colorado. But when you're working the apps, the terms of service says no. I thought you could as long as it wasn't visible. Well, there's been a lot of deactivations of people carrying stun guns. So, huh. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think it, I, I'm not sure if it's a visibility thing. I think they're just protecting themselves by saying no. Yeah. You know, we said no, do what you want, though. I think it's only if you got into some kind of trouble and actually, it's almost like if you had to use the taser, that's when you're going to get deactivated. They don't care that you have it, but if you have to use it, even if you're in the right, that's when they're just going to have to be like, you're deactivated because we're not going to touch that. Well, if you get to that point, it may be worth being. That's what I was going to say. I mean, if you have to tase somebody, it's better that you did that over your life. Yeah, exactly. so, I mean, and that's why take, I I'll take, take your life before deactivation. All right? Yeah, I mean, let's face it. There's, there's other more jobs out there. <laughs> yeah. There's only one life. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I. Uh, so the, you know, um, with so with with para also, uh, and the para work stuff. Um, I know. I know that uh, Sarah was talking about um, one catering app that she can share with us, <laughs> uh, that one of the ways she's earning now is a different app, a, a catering app. And that's something that Paraworks is doing as well in, in the space they're entering into. But can you talk a little bit about that one too while we're still here, Sarah? About the what, the one, one you the one you're the the app you're you can share and talk about. Oh yeah, um yeah, I was actually referred to it from another gig tuber, so it was awesome. Mm -hmm. um, Deliver that is one okay. of the yeah one of the catering apps that I used. Um, you know, it it's gotten a bad rap among the community about the tip pool. And I will say that with this other catering app that I'm using, you would be surprised how many large orders have 10 or $15 tips on them, that the tip pool is actually not a terrible idea that Deliver That is using. Um, but this other app that I'm using, um, yeah, the, the order size and order volume, it's just been, for the holidays, it's been awesome. Um, I've taken over one over thousand dollar orders several times, wow. full full car of of items. So um, it was great for the holiday season for sure. Yeah. Catering's catering's lucrative. I've heard good things about deliver that. I know a lot of these apps are all working with a company called Easy Cater. You get them through DoorDash, right. also, but they're right. Also but yes, both of the apps that I use are being routed. They all they all have Easy Cater. Um, numbers on them or order numbers. So they are being routed through Easy Cater, but just going to, you know, different companies for dispatch. Yeah. Right. Catering yeah. is, I think, one of the, is probably the main, like we heard from, I mean, it's basically the large order program. And I think we heard a lot of people like that. So I think that's the main thing we've been trying to do through Paraworks is the main volume of trips that we've been finding for people has been catering. I think we have an interesting one coming up on Wednesday, which is starting to do sort of like uh, catering for a company called Sweet Green. I'm not sure if any of you all have heard of it, but it's sort of like a large salad chain, mm -hmm. basically. But that's something we're rolling out Wednesday. And I'm pretty excited because they pay $12 for the pickup. 
and then $12 per drop-off on the route after that, which actually sounded pretty fair to me. What, uh, is, the, what is the average drop-offs? I think, you know, I, they were saying five to six on a route, basically. Okay. Uh, but, uh, and I think that doesn't even include tip. But basically, I think that was my long-winded way of basically saying, like, catering. Catering's a good spot to be, right? They tend to pay well, yeah. If I could get two or three catering orders every day, I'd be a happy camper. Yeah, honestly, you know, I think that that the those are the I would say that catering and last mile services deliver, you know, like curry and those kind of apps, freight, all that stuff. Those are right now where the money is. Those are the bank apps, or those are the bank jobs to grab. It's like like you were saying the large order program, and that's what I liked about the para part of it is that it's not focused on just throwing out every every order, you know, like, Hey, just take these. It's like, it's focused on bigger ones. Like I, I, you know, I got sent some screenshots through my discord channel of para works from Pittsburgh. And the only problem that he was having with it was he was saying to me, these are great, but they're not near me. And I'm like, see, that's how Curry started with me. It wasn't everywhere. And like to take the job wasn't right near me. Now there's so much Curry around me that, you know, I can, I'm, it's my pick of which ones I'm going to do. So that's yeah. the hope is it's got to start somewhere is I guess what I'm saying, but it's I nice guess, to uh, see those nice payloads. Yeah, we got ones probably yeah. just the opposite for you, Sarah, but we got these ones on Saturday that go from, uh, I go from San Jose to Sacramento and it's like an eight hour shift, but they pay 35 bucks an hour. Mm. But it sounds like it's probably the, the going the wrong, going the wrong way for you. Ooh, I mean, you know, it, sometimes a sweet deal is is worth making the drive. I will say also, um, just to finish this topic off from my point of view, the aspect of being able to pre-schedule these in advance and seeing everything up front, knowing where you're going, when you need to be there, how much you're going to get paid before you even say yes to it. I think on top of the fact that they, that they pay really well, that piece also is is great. Yeah. Yeah, my friend UDM's a big believer in deliver that. So that's who put me on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's good people. He's very into. I mean, that's kind of his thing now. Is is deliver that? He's been uh, he's been all about that for a while. So you'd say um, it's worth checking out, Sarah. Um, I'm gonna get with you after this is over about the other one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so here's how I view deliver that. Same as everything else, market to market, because I've heard horror stories and i've heard good stories it just depends yeah. where you are i guess you know it's it's like everything it depends where you are yeah. you know if you we live in a town none of us here <laughs> right but like um uh, what was the other food one you were talking about brandon that used to be there oh uh, well bite squad is still bite here, squad. like we well, never had bite squad here, here. and that was something uh, that was a big app for you yeah, well, they're ASAP is what they're called now. <laughs> right. ASAP. Yeah. But, uh, um, so before we uh, wrap up, I wanted to ask one last topic from you guys because I was doing some research on it and putting it up on the website the last few days. Uh, what do you guys <laughs> think of uh, this? what's going on with these ghost kitchens and the bigger name ones especially? Like I what IHOP is doing, what Chuck E. Cheese is doing, what... I mean, this is getting crazy to me. To it's me, not, like, not what ghost kitchens were supposed to be. And I'm just curious from all of your standpoints, how you feel about that. Cause 
I mean, they're renaming it two, three times over from the same location. So it's like you, they're tricking you to come back to the same crappy restaurant again. You know what I exactly. mean? Like they just like, changed the I name. Hate like, oh, I okay, well, we're also called place. grilled cheese. Like you know, right. But you're still IHOP. Bubba's yeah. big fat burger. <laughs> so there's there's a food truck in my area. Um, they're not even a restaurant, they're a food truck, and they have five different names. Um, so from the capitalism perspective of it, I get it. It's smart. If someone's doing like a keyword search, if they're craving fries or they're craving a chicken sandwich, yeah, I get it from that aspect. But I do also think with some of these places, Chili's, for example, it's getting out of control. Yeah. On, on and something like a Chili's, what I wonder is by having a ghost kitchen ran out of a Chili's, do they skip out on paying franchise fees to chilies themselves with a running a ghost kitchen out of there is that a way to avoid that or am i just nuts is as far as i understand it like i'm gonna give the applebee's example while we're talking about a chilies i'm gonna say applebee's so cosmic wings is run yeah. out of applebee's kitchen as far as i know they're just doing a dba so they're mm -hmm. under the same llc s corp corporation but they're just saying you know we're we're this corporation and we're all but we're uh dba um applebee's but we're also dba cosmic wings but really they're the same place i went to a, i picked up from a weird one a couple weeks ago that was like a chinese restaurant but they'd licensed a like southern barbecue brand and we're also <laughs> dba like you know one that i'd heard of and they were just like somehow this chinese restaurant is the southern barbecue chain but in San Francisco, and I picked up, I got a stack, I didn't get a stacked order, but I was sort of multi-apping and got two from the same location. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. It's barbecue and Chinese food. Turns out it was, right? Run out of the same place, which I thought was, I guess, both right. smart. So here, here in Denver, I'm going to give you an example of a perfectly run business. There's a place that is called the Atomic Cowboy. It's, it has bar food. It's a great bar. It And then at uh, set, at six at night, Part of it on the side opens up as a New York uh, pizza place called Fat Tony's. And then <laughs> at, at 3 a.m. when the bar closes down and that staff leaves, another crew comes in that has another kitchen in the back called Denver Biscuit Company. So there's three kitchens in there, but there's three kitchens in there. Yeah, it was like different food. I feel like that's fine from the same place. But if it's that's like, fine, if you, cheese, those are literally like, three different on. restaurants you know in one place it's just they're optimizing the rent by being open 24 hours a day i mean are are the ghost right. kitchens working well for y'all like one like i'd say probably like a year and a half ago I, I would just fish i would just literally sit outside like cloud kitchens had a you know supposedly secret location but it was one of those where like you know i would just sit out there and get like months are they what I have more of a problem with like the deceiving part of it all. Cause there, there's a, you know, you don't like food from a certain restaurant, so you don't order from that restaurant and on the app, it doesn't tell you what the mother restaurant is. So you'd be ordering food from a place that you hate and don't even know it. Cause it's got a different name on it. Right. I think David, were you more referring to like the, what ghost kitchens were supposed to be? Yeah. Like or the no, original well, ghost kitchens like, of, we're just going to make food here. Are you all delivering or picking up? Yeah, are you delivering or picking up from ghost restaurants a lot? Because not much, yeah. not as much as I was a year ago. Yeah, I had that. What I, are you doing? I don't know why it's less for me. 
I am. There's actually a couple here in Detroit that are ran out of a house in like some of the most not appealing areas to go to go to. They're like residential areas. And I literally had instructions one time. It said, pick up instructions, pull in driveway, honk horn and wait in car. <laughs> and it was like I pulled up and there's a, a sign in the house front window of this house. And it was it was I did the order. It was good. It was a nice tip on it. But it was just very interesting. Yeah, there was a bunch of those in Washington, D.C. that got busted and shut down. But like there it even went farther. There was like people buying. I don't know if you guys remember this. There was people buying uh, like those little Totino's pizzas and cooking them at their houses. Like they'd buy them for a dollar and they'd sell them for 10 like they were a restaurant. Wow. I mean, they were literally going to the supermarket and buying out all the little dollar pizzas. And they just... was doing that here about... Uh, I was a kid, but you could see a frozen food truck and the El Torito frozen Mexican TV dinners. Mm. They were taking those off the truck into the restaurant <sighs> and then putting them on plates. <laughs> that was 40 years ago. So... <laughs> So it's nothing new. It's just moved with technology. <laughs> They're covering it better now. <laughs> I do. I do have to get the ghost kitchen something. This is like before tip transference was even a thing. As I went in and st I used to be shameless and go and stick para posters in random places. This is because we were like just trying to get anybody to use what we had. And to this day, there's still the para poster up in the cloud kitchen from like two years ago. <laughs> And I'm still shocked that they haven't taken it down. I was like, I don't know if Travis is getting soft or something, but that sounded like something they would have torn off, torn off a long time ago. But it's, yeah. it's still there. It makes me smile whenever I deliver. I feel I like I... the, oh, go the ghost kitchens. I just wonder if they're doing that to get investors to invest in the same company. It's just they can write it in a different category. So they're still getting the money but they're running two companies, but it's mainly a investor investment, basically. There's a, there's a couple of Walmarts that are opening four-star restaurant restaurants as ghost kitchens in Walmart that are going to be glassed in that you won't be able to access, but you're going to be able to see from the store. Do you know what cities? Um, yeah, it's on it's on my website, Rideshare Rodeo. I'll have to okay. look up the articles, okay. uh, but you can find them on there too. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was probably about three, four weeks ago. We were doing, we did a couple, we did a roundtable on it too. We were talking about it, uh, but it was weird. Um, I'll have to find the article, and and obviously I'll have to include it in the show notes here because other people will want to know about it too now. And, so. I, and I bet when they get those in, they'll have a ventilation system where you can smell that food from inside the store. I, but you're not going to be able to buy it from inside the store, and that's what they've made very clear. Psychological. Like, yeah, right. But I mean, why would to... but why would you put a four star restaurant in a Walmart? I, well, I don't there's know. Been a Subway and McDonald's and right, but other. that's that's yeah. almost what's expected. Similar like, clientele. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's almost like, hey, can I buy some of that? No, you gotta go home and order it. <laughs> like, when I worked in the grocery store, our boss would cook order it while you're office. shopping and pick it up outside. I I feel like the ghost kitchens now. What or what we're all thinking ghost kitchens of past was the cool idea, and I feel like David was saying, I feel like that's kind of gone. I feel like it's now, you know, um, Denny's having the burger den, Applebee's having cosmic wings. 
IHOP having super megadilla and thrilled cheese. Buffalo and, Wild Wings with bird dogs. But the worst one of them all, this one really does upset me. And here's a perfect example of being deceived is that Chuck E. Cheese operates under uh, Pasquale Pizza. I picked up from Chuck E. Cheese under Pasquale. Okay, so you know what? Chuck E. Cheese pizza is cardboard. It's crap. It's, yeah. it's junk. And when you go to Chuck E. Cheese, you do it because you have a kid. I have a kid. I've been there too many times. You know, but I'm not excited about the pizza. I'm looking at this now. I didn't know that Red Robins is called Chick on DoorDash. See, I think that they're all starting to do this. To I, I also think it's it like like Sarah was saying. It's like you search for something else, and you're gonna those keywords are gonna come up. That's why I believe in the hashtagging system. Just have IHOP hashtag all that stuff instead of doing this, though. You know that and have that work for you. If that way, if somebody's searching, they're they're truly gonna find it from the same way they're finding super megadilla or thrilled cheese they'll just right. find ihop and see that it's there because i do feel like it's deceiving you're getting it from the same kitchen you're getting ihop food and you might specifically not want ihop but if you really look at where right. it is it, it is an ihop it's inside of it yeah so i don't know i'm the pasquale's one really was is a step too far because i'm like okay is it different is it like they're making the pizza no they're just shipping out Chuck E. cheese pizza there's a whole food theory um, episode. Oh, you froze on us again, Sarah. Please. Right as we get to the end, she had something to say. <laughs> She's like, hold that thought. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> there Sorry, it is. Guys. You're back. You're back. Sorry. Um, I was just it's saying okay. there, there's a there's a food theory um episode about the Pasquale's Chuck E. Cheese situation. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean it should be about all these business. I mean, these these are the these are the chains that I don't want to see ruining the smaller restaurants that I love in Denver. I mean, I, I don't like Applebee's, you know. I I dread a world where mom and pop businesses can't stay open and we have only Applebee's. Yeah. You know, it's, and by having these multiple names that it even makes it more helpful for them to get to this goal of like putting all the cool places out of business. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, see, I'm looking at Pascali's and it has a 1.6 star rating on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but, but still people get tricked. You still get and think this I was, is I was reading the I reviews here. And most people don't mention they know it's Chuck E. Cheese. They're like the pizza sucks, right? That's all they're saying. <laughs> uh, very interesting. Well, David, I mean, have you been have you ever been to Chuck E. Cheese? I have, like, not for a long time. I remember going like as a kid. Right? Okay. I mean, yeah, and as a kid, you probably didn't hate the pizza. You didn't even know because you're having I mean, so much I was, fun. I was, as a kid, I was, doing I was all about the tickets. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you're all about the tickets, right? Oh, right. You maybe go to your booth for a minute, have a bite or two of the pizza, and then you run back out. I want more coins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and then the parents are eating, and they're like, "This is crap." And then I don't even remember if you can drink there or not, but hopefully I you can. You can <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, guys. So, right as we wrap this up right now, um, uh, how how. How's everybody feeling moving into this year? Are you 
because I was saying I've been saying this whole year. Um, not how have you how's it been so far? Like we talked about in the beginning, but how are you feeling about this year? Are you like if if you, if your market's down a bit, are you feeling down? Or I'm feeling strong about this year. I am. I'm feeling like this is my branding year, and I'm not gonna let the apps push me around like they have before. Um, while I've been learning things and whatnot, it's a different attitude I'm taking. And so far, I'm it's things are going well for me this year. But I use off-brand apps. Um, I'm willing to pivot to. I mean, I've I'm onboarded to enough apps. I'm willing to pivot back to ones that I don't think we're earning that well and try them again. But how do you guys feel? Um, this year, I got a great outlook on it. It's it's going to be more focused for me this year on goal setting and motivation, trying to you know help motivate other people to to keep going and actually set some goals and stick to them. Yeah. And the downside on DoorDash is you got to adapt and find other ways to make money and get the side hustle and really focus on why you're out here doing the side hustle. That's going to be kind of my year this year is where the planning's going. Yeah. Um, Brandon, what about you? I mean, what is your, what is your strategy moving forward and how you feeling about it? Well, I've been dipping my feet in other things besides apps more into like product reviews. Okay. And that's kind of beginning to work out. So, so like some writing. I, I think you, people need to concentrate more, concentrate on things other than just the food delivery apps and grocery yeah. apps. One hundred percent, dude. You know, I mean, have them, and yeah. that may be your main source. But keep trying to plug on something else. And it may take you six months to a year, but you know, what else you got to do? Yeah. And, and Sarah, are you just going to keep plugging along? No changes or are you? Um, Well, I'm super hopeful. Like I said, with the addition of the catering apps at the end of last year, that definitely put a big boost um, into what I'm doing, but I will say I'm relatively new to YouTube and just using my brain in that way when I'm out, um, working and getting shots and um it's kind of renewed a different kind of fire inside of me and um gonna kind of do some fun things with my channel more like sightseeing around my city and other cities around me and so oh cool yeah it's it's always good to be unique and different on youtube i'll tell you that there's Mm -hmm. never a downside to that yeah and david i talk to you all the time but uh what about you this year? How are you feeling? I want to know how David's feeling right now, today, about the feeling, year. <laughs> no, I'm feeling good. I think it's just really echoing what other folks are saying is, uh, you know, you can't be dependent on one app. Who knows what the world, the economy, who knows what's going to happen this year? But the one thing you know for sure is basically, you know, it's always good to not be dependent on one thing. You can have one thing that's your main thing, but really that's going to be my goal is to try and find a bunch of good paying other alternatives that you can stack on top of you can replace but basically like you know just you know find catering do some of the pharmacy delivery work just find a bunch of good alternatives to put in the app just because it's you know better to not be dependent on one thing as we all learn sort of during COVID. like a personal dispatch system (laughs) (laughs) no but i mean that i mean like i think i've always thought it's a great idea um but yeah, you know, when Brandon, I, the last thing I want to say about what Brandon was saying too, um, about doing some writing, um, you know, immediately when you said that, I was, I, I had just read this article about chat AI or these, these chat bots. 
man that that stuff is crazy weird and it's a little bit scary even i gotta say like i I don't know i would hate to be i write my blogs i write for other publications sometimes and it's worrying me because those things can write an article in a minute i saw uh, one of them passed the uh, somebody took a version of one of them and it passed the bar like barely passed the bar but it passed the bars <laughs> like 72 percent, i think wow pretty well yeah i mean i've seen I, I i it's definitely one of those things that they're gonna you know we've talked about regulation in the gig economy they're gonna have to regulate that real quick because that is some or get some kind of hold on it because that could that that seems like technology too ahead of its time like we're not ready for that yet because it could screw up a lot of things too quickly true but it might it might make doordash support better no (laughs) why because they'll just be robots (laughs) they'll know what to say no because they'll just know what to say it'll just be trained to answer you the what you want to hear almost oh good (laughs) i don't know it's uh but for those that haven't looked into it i recommend that you google it if you don't know it's pretty much a buzz everywhere but I recommend anybody listening and watching this that you uh, that you check into that because it's it's even the videos on YouTube. There's some this is some wild stuff, man. <laughs> it's it's definitely ahead of its time. Um, but yeah. So with that said, guys, uh, we do this every week. I I really enjoy this. I know David does, and we get thrown different topics every week. Um, I want to um, thank Sarah, Brandon, and Joe for joining us this week. Um, you can find all their YouTube channels in the show notes. Um, as always, thank you for watching and, uh, always join Dave and I back here every week, uh, for another pair of panel. We try and have different panelists, different topics each week and, uh, have a great week, everybody be safe and, uh, earn smart. We'll see you back here next week. Yeah. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Peace. Thank you. Play that game. <laughs>